his famous letter from a Birmingham jail, Dr. King wrote that there were four basic steps necessary for promoting a nonviolent campaign. First, a collection of the facts to determine whether injustices were alive. Then, negotiation, then self-purification, and then direct action. I've been meditating a lot lately about what Dr. King meant by that third step, self-purification. In my own spiritual journey, I've come to realize that self-purification is one of the most important practices I want to be a part of my life. By self-purification, Dr. King meant a process by which one becomes whole, integrated. This is the hardest process to practice, and it takes a lifetime to achieve. It's related to the simple yet profound motto inscribed under the ancient Greek oracle at Delphi. What does it say? Know thyself. Similarly, Miguel de Cervantes, the famous author of Don Quixote, once wrote, Make it thy business to know thyself, which is the most difficult lesson in the world. One of the reasons why this is difficult is because there are parts of ourselves that we don't actually like, that we're insecure about, that we're ashamed of. There are also parts of ourselves that we do like, but refuse to take responsibility for. All of these are part of what Carl Jung called the shadow. The shadow is a term popularized by the psychiatrist Carl Jung. It's everything we do not know about our own personalities. If we're not careful, instead of taking responsibility for our shadow, we will take elements of our shadow, like our insecurities, and project them onto others. This is where racism and other forms of prejudice actually come from. For example, for me personally, I find it easier sometimes to stay in the intellectual space, to speak from my head instead of my heart. Because speaking from the heart requires vulnerability, honesty, and getting in touch with my feelings, which is a practice that is devalued in our society today. But I'm learning to steadily change that and learning to become more comfortable with expressing my feelings. Slowly but surely, I am practicing how to become whole. Dr. King understood that if you were protesting racist behavior, you were extremely susceptible to becoming racist in response and in seeing your fellow white brother and sister as inferior. So you had to guard against that by having an awareness of your shadow. It is no coincidence that the shadow is synonymous with darkness. The shadow, darkness, the unknown. These are all synonyms and in a Western context, our quest for absolute certainty and absolute knowledge actually led to a fear of darkness as such. We associated darkness explicitly with evil, impurity, corruption, and light explicitly with good, beauty, purity. Afraid of our own darkness, we then projected that fear onto the physically dark-skinned peoples of West Africa, claiming them to be inferior. But darkness does not explicitly mean evil, it simply means the unknown. The unknown is full of potential, containing the capacity for both good and evil. Light does not explicitly mean good, it is simply the known, also containing the capacity for good and evil. The key to spiritual and psychological wholeness is to integrate the two, dark and light, together. 
This is what the Taoist symbol of the yin-yang is pointing to. And one of the primary ways to do this is to learn how to be in a healthy relationship with your own shadow so you don't project it onto others. This is why teenagers who protested segregation practiced refraining from physical violence when being called racial slurs, attacked, beaten. They were engaging in self-purification. They did not want to become triggered by the evil acts of racists, such that they would begin to see racists as inferior to them. They believed that all people, yes, even racists, were made in the image of God and needed to be treated as such. This is why Dr. King said, never let a man pull you so low as to hate him. Once you start to be consumed by hatred for a person, even if he is oppressing you, you have the same pathology infecting the racist. You are bitten by an inferiority complex, which you now project through supremacist tendencies. It is difficult to understand the profound, zen-like, avatar ang level work that civil rights leaders were doing in the 50s and 60s. We do not understand the spiritual magnitude of what civil rights leaders called soul force because we hardly ever practice it today. But if there was ever a time to practice soul force, to acquire soul power, and to have the audacity to lead with love for ourselves first and then our fellow human, that time is now.